Hello! Welcome to IMJDB. I'm your host Jim, and together with my Disney princess Nikki, we'll be your guides to the Weekend Geek, covering the latest pop culture in movies and streaming TV shows. This week, we're igniting our lightsabers and stepping up to the soups as we tackle the trailers for Obi-Wan Kenobi and The Boys Season 3. Yeah! It's episode 10. As always, we've got a lot to get through, Ugh, so lot. let's do it to it. <laughs> let's do it to it. <laughs> so, starting as always with Warner Brothers HBO slash HBO Max, rejoice for Peacemaker will finally drop in the UK on Sky Max, formerly Sky One, mm-hmm. and now TV on March the 2nd in the UK with all eight episodes available from the first streaming date. We've been waiting a long time for this show. Now, let's hope it's worth it. Yeah, definitely. So it stars John Cena as the titular Peacemaker, mm-hmm. uh, with Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 and the X-Files, Steve Agee from Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Danielle Brooks from Orange is the New Black, Freddie Stromer from the Harry Potter films, and Jennifer Holland from, t- uh, from uh, the Suicide Squad and also James Gunn's movie Brightburn. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting also, Jennifer Holland and James Gunn just got engaged. Congratulations oh, to both congrats. of them. congrats. Yeah, definitely. So also on HBO Max, unfortunately only in the States, as there's no UK air date confirmed for this show yet, uh, a, a an adaptation of a DC Vertigo comic book. Um, I, I've read it. It's a really, really good book. It's called DMZ. Uh, the synopsis is, it's a civil war that breaks out uh, in a futuristic America and Manhattan becomes a demilitarised zone. Okay. Now... In the comic book, it's all about a reporter trapped in the demilitarised zone with the two sides right. against each other. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be any hint of him in the uh, in the synopsis or the trailer. Uh, maybe instead, it's focusing we... on uh, Rosario Dawson's character, who's a nurse. I was going to say, maybe we would pick that character up at a later later date or something, a few episodes in, maybe. Yeah, but you know, all four episodes are dropping on the 17th of March on HBO Max in the USA. Mm. Uh, as I said, no confirmed UK air date for this yet. So uh, Rosario Dawson from Daredevil and The Mandalorian will be the star. With also Bren- Benjamin Bratt from Miss Congeniality. Uh, Hoon Lee, uh, we-, we saw him recently as uh, the character Toad in uh, Apple's C TV show. I just want to go, bop, bop, Toad. <laughs> meep, meep, Not that Toad. Different Toad. Yeah. Um, and also Kevin L. Johnson, uh, the compulsive gambler from Ozark. Oh, is, is okay. Yeah, as well. yeah. Yeah, uh, it's written by Robert Patino, who wrote for Westworld and also Sons of Anarchy, and directed by uh, Ava DuVernay, who directed A Wrinkle in Time, and mm-hmm. Ernest Dickerson, best known for The Walking Dead and Man in the High Castle. Oh, okay. Yeah, because when you said to me about the um, about the plot, the synopsis for this, I said to you, oh, a bit like Man in the High Castle, actually, because there's, similarit- yeah. there's similarities in that sense of, you know, America has been divided up in different sections and... You know, we had to cross the demilitarised zone. If you haven't seen Man in High Castle, I highly recommend it. Yeah, that's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how this goes. What does DMZ actually start? Oh, demilitarised zone. Demilitarised zone, zone. Answered yeah. my own question. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I remember when, uh, when when my dad was recovering in hospital, I, I gave him the first volume of uh, DMZ right. to read and he really enjoyed it. Ah. So, uh, yeah, something for all the family there. Yeah. <laughs> So moving on to, uh, to HBO uh, and WB, uh, DC's movie The Blue Beetle that we talked about uh, in one of our first podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlo Maradula um, from uh, Cobra Kai right. is going to be starring in this. They just added a brand new cast member, Harvey Gillen, 
uh, best known as Guillermo from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I love him. And also recently seen in Amazon's Reacher TV show. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's in an undisclosed but key role. As in, is he the Blue Beetle? Uh, no, he's not. No, Ch- Cholo from Cobra Kai is the Blue Beetle. Oh. So who do you reckon he is then? Uh, having not read much of the Blue Beetle, I couldn't really comment on that. Do you think? But... Do you think he like feeds the Blue Beetles? He care for them like he does the vampires and what they do in the shadows. No, the Blue Beetle is a superhero. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he still so doesn't need. Picture lunch. him sort of like the Latino equivalent of Spider Man. Uh-huh. That that that's what the blue beetle is. Sure. No, I see. I can't have a thing like the little little Herbie cars, <laughs> like Transformers. Like it's not a Volkswagen Beetle. Okay. No. Um, but two other cast members uh, have been have been announced to play his girlfriend, um, uh, Bruna Maguizine, uh, last seen in Conquest. She's she's going to play Penny, um, Jaime's girlfriend, and Belissa Escobedo. Uh, from America Horror Stories and soon to be seen in the upcoming Hocus Pocus 2 uh, this Halloween on Disney Plus um, she's going to play his little sister Milagros Mini Beetle so that will now <laughs> release in cinemas uh, August 18th 2023 okay and there have been a lot of uh, release date shuffles for DC movies right recently so the quite frankly baffling League of Super Pets um, from the writers of the Batman, uh, the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, now going to release on July 9th, uh, sorry, 29th of July, 2022. That sees The Rock voicing Crypto, Superman's dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Hart, you know, my favourite yeah. actor, Kevin Hart, yeah. uh, voicing Batman's dog, Ace the Bat-Hound. I mean, I don't... Yeah. Keanu bit... Reeves is voicing Batman. Is it? It's a lot. It's, it's all animated, right? It is all animated. And, and I assume it looks strange. I, I know I'm not in the demographic for it. I assume the demographic is probably children. children. Yeah. However, if you tell me superhero dogs, you know, superhero pets. In fact, you said superhero pets. League of superhero. Uh, yeah. They're not all going to be dogs, are pets. they? Well, I would. We watch saw it. Crypto and Ace in the trailer. That that was it. So anyway, that that's. What that... other pets do you think could be in there? I mean, who counts? Like, Eagly? <laughs> does Eagly from Peacemaker count as a super pet? Superhe- I mean, does he think... Do you see Peacemaker it... as a superhero? I, I don't know. Well, I guess it's the same way. Do people see things like Deadpool as superheroes? It's like, you know. What truly so. makes someone a superhero? What truly makes them a villain? I guess it depends what your priorities in life are. All I want to see is cute pets. League of Super Pets uh, Do you think releases... some of them wear masks? Capes? Yeah, definitely. Crypto definitely wears a cape. Uh, so the 29th of July, 2022, uh, you, you, can, you can check I'm it there. out for yourself. Really? Yep. I'd rather watch that over Sparkly Batman. <laughs> I guess we're going to see that. Yeah, that we are. Uh, and The Rock returns to the screen as Black Adam, October 22nd in 2022. You're welcome. Uh, and Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, um, will uh, has, has, has moved back to 2023, March 17th. Mm. Uh Shazam! Fury of the Gods is going to be on December 16th, 2022, putting it on a collision course with James Cameron's Avatar 2. Oh, 
Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I guess it's electric, Luminescence. Electric. I can't quite get there. You're gonna, racing me, guys. I was going to say Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I'm going by Luminescence Googaloo. I can't quite get there. Avatar Blue <laughs> by Luminescence Googaloo. There you go. That's its name now. <laughs> and uh, The Flash on June 23rd, 2023. Um, so, yeah. So, with The Flash moving... Uh, that's going to affect the rest of the DC movies that are coming after it, including yeah. the Batwoman, uh, sorry, the Batgirl movie, because Michael Keaton is uh, due to reprise his role as the original Batman in both of those films. So I guess we won't see Batgirl for a while. Hang on. So he's reprising his role as Batman. Yeah. There's a new Batman movie that's just come out. Yeah, but that's that, in a different that's universe. That's a different universe. Oh, like, <laughs> it just it just all feels a bit overly complicated. It's not really. All the DC films are connected except the Batman and hopefully League of Super Pets. <laughs> okay. And lastly for WB this week, uh, more Coyote versus Acme news. Uh, SNL man Will Forte, uh, also known for the uh, being the lead in The Last Man on Earth. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he has joined the cast as Coyote's lawyer. Oh, has he? A really good lawyer, hopefully. <laughs> Well, yeah, someone's um, got to get him some compensation for all those duff equipment that he's purchased. And Lana Condor uh, from X-Men Apocalypse and Bojack Horseman, she's joined the cast in, yeah, our favourite, an unknown role. Hmm, who do you think she could be? Could she be like the Acme salesperson? Maybe the lawyer for Acme? Oh, maybe. Interesting to see what happens there. Moving on to Universal slash NBC slash Peacock. Uh, the Quantum Leap sequel series has added one of my favourite actors, Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters himself, uh, as the second lead. So, new Al? Maybe. <laughs> really hope so. Currently, he's playing Herbert Magic Williams, and he's going to use politicking and military know-how to keep the Pentagon at bay. Oh. Uh, this show has also added three brand new cast members to round up and complete the team. Caitlin Bassett, who has no acting credits to... Um, to note. Oh, so it'll uh, be her debut. Narissa Lee, who was recently in Westworld and The Morning Show. Mm-hmm. And Mason Alexander, who you mistook for the Dean in Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Dean! Uh, they had big Dean energy. Yeah, that's a, um, a non-binary act, um, actor um, called Mason Alexander, who's next to be seen in uh, as Desire in Netflix's The Sandman uh, TV oh, show. Interesting, so someone so to keep an eye on then. Should be very cool. Bit of a rising star. So now the synopsis has been released for Quantum Leap and it's this. It's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap accelerator and vanished. Now a new team has been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries of the machine and the man who invented it. I loved Quantum Leap. Yeah, I I really hope they can recapture some of the old lightning in a bottle for the second time. It was that typical, you know, episodic adventure each week wasn't it but it, it, loads of the stories were really endearing it was some of them were really cheesy <laughs> i loved the one especially when they leaped into the same place but they were just a different person i loved all of those i, I need to see if any streaming service actually has quantum leap because i think amazon prime did for a while well, maybe because uh, i really need to rewatch some of that um, in anticipation for this so now we're going to talk about spump aka sony and the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Uh, yes, another week, another Craven the Hunter casting announcement. Oh. This week, 
Christopher Abbott, uh, best known for Catch-22, uh, the George Clooney-directed miniseries, and Girls for HBO. Um, he's been cast as the film's main villain, The Foreigner. That's that's a, well, They're not going to keep that name, surely. That's questionable. <laughs> that's the comic book character from the Amazing Spider-Man comics. And uh, the only thing really that brings, springs to mind as a Spider-Man comic book fan of note is that he was married to super spy Silver Sable, who right. was basically Nick Fury's female counterpart. Oh, OK. Um, so Mr. Mister Sable, I presume? <laughs> Maybe. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, another casting announcement for Craven the Hunter. I think that's the fifth we've talked about on this show. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe it, all these times they drip feed us stuff like this, it keeps it pre- you know, prominent in the news, doesn't it? That's that, that yeah that that is indeed true. So Amazon there's finally a a video game TV show adaptation that I'm excited about. Really? What's yeah, that? yeah, we had Fallout a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Twisted Metal last week. Yeah. But now God of War. Oh, you love Am- God Amazon of War. Amazon are making God of War, a live action TV show based on Sony's popular PlayStation franchise. Uh, the Expanse creators, Mark Ooh. Fergus and Hawk Osby, a.k.a. author James S.A. Corey, um, will, they'll be adapting the series alongside Rafe Judkins um, from Wheel of Time, but we're not holding that against them, you know. <laughs> the story will focus first on the early games released on the PlayStation 2, following Kratos, the ghost, the ghost of Sparta, as he merrily slaughters his way through all the Greek mythology in the hunt for Ares, the original Greek god of war. So do you think so this is gonna be a TV series? I want say? a I want a Lord of the Rings uh level budget for this show. I'm so excited to see Kratos. Hopefully they cast Christopher Judge from Stargate, who voices him in the the most recent games right, okay. to, to play Kratos because who that would be play fantastic. In, um Stargate? Uh Teal. Oh, oh, okay. Because he's he's quite an he's got quite an impressive. My girl stage. shows her sci fi credentials. <laughs> no no no. I was just thinking because I used to watch yeah, I used to watch Stargate. Did, didn't we all? Yeah, yeah, and it's great. Um, but you know, Teal'c was was always, always had that great stage presence. He's quite a tall character, I think, as a tall person, not a tall character. Well, if you ever watched you play the games, you probably heard his voice booming out from yeah, Kratos. Yeah, yeah. No, as he tries I'm, I'm to just... teach his son hunting and staying alive and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah, no, I just remember when you've been playing that, you were just on a boat for hours, hours and hours on a boat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is quite a lot of boat in uh, God of War on the PlayStation 4, I will admit that. Uh, One day I'll complete that. Who knows? One day. (laughs) So, Netflix now and Russian Doll Season 2's air date has finally been announced. It's closer than you think. April 20th. Oh, it's not far away. Yeah, Natasha Lyonne will return. Uh, Annie Murphy is is, uh, in the cast this season as well from Mm -hmm. Schitt's Creek and Mm -hmm. Murderville. Mm -hmm. And that Kevin show. And... um, yeah, so more Do you more mean Russian Alexis? Doll. Alexis from Shit's yeah. Creek, yeah. Oh, thank you, yeah. yeah. Na, 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 na. More Russian doll is always a good thing. And yeah. of course Leslie Headland, um, who created the show, is also working on a uh, Star Wars TV show for Disney Plus called The Acolyte. Yeah. It's rumoured that Kevin Smith has directed episodes. Ooh, that makes it even more exciting. Yeah. And now we're going to move on to Disney slash Disney Plus slash Star. Uh, so at the uh, investors meeting, Disney announced that Pinocchio is now coming on se- in September uh, to Disney Plus. That's their adaptation of their classic uh, animated 
movie. Okay. Uh, it's going to be directed. Live action. Isn't it's it? a live action yeah. version of the animated movie. Yeah, it's directed by Robert Zemeckis um, of uh, Roger Hugh Frame Roger Rabbit and the Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah. Uh, starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benjamin Evan Aylesworth uh, is going to be the voice of the puppet. Okay. So this is two months, no, three months before Guillermo del Toro finally gets his dark, darker, twisted. Sure. Um, Stop motion animation, uh, apparently, which is a musical, I've recently learned. Yeah, it's going to be a musical as well. It stars Ewan McGregor as the cricket. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a conscience, isn't it? So, yeah, so if you're keeping score, uh, Disney's Pinocchio will yeah. release in September, with Guillermo del Toro's following in December. Battle of the Puppets. I don't know about you, but as a kid, Pinocchio terrified me. And even as an adult yeah. now, yeah. that Very bit, much so. and spoilers if you've not seen Pinocchio, I mean, it's been out for some time. But, <laughs> yeah, a little while. But, <laughs> was it the 40s? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But that bit when the kids go off... Stunning animation, though. I don't, but that bit and available the, on Disney+. Plus. That bit where the kids go off to the, to the, car, to the fair, don't they? And they all get turned into donkeys. As yeah. a child, that actually gave me nightmares. I can't see Disney letting the kids smoke and drink um, anymore, though. No. I think those are probably cultural depictions as they flash yeah. the message up before the movie. Yeah, that, I suspect they'll probably just get lots of <clears throat> sugar and candy floss and chocolate and just be, yeah, overindulging that There's way. other ways to be bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Pinocchio. Uh, now moving on to <laughs> something completely different, as Monty Python would say. Uh, the Walking Dead. The show that doesn't die. Oh, the zombie show. So yeah, this <laughs> isn't the main series. This is another another spin-off. Remember last, uh, either last week or week before, we talked yeah. about the spin-off Tales from the Walking Dead. Yeah. Now we've got Walking Dead Isle of the Dead, oh. which is uh, which is a spin-off. It's also what some people call the Isle of Wight. Which stars uh, <laughs> Supernatural alumni uh, Lauren Cohen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, who will be reprising their roles as Maggie and fan favourite Negan. Okay. In the show. And it's going to be uh, set in a post-apocalyptic cut-off Manhattan Island. So sharing DNA with the DMZ movie there. So, <laughs> the DMZ series there. What, and and does, how does that link to the show, though? What, so Negan's there? Well, we've never seen New York in the show. New York. Zombie we've jungles. never. I, I'm assuming this is probably set after the end of... Well, when The Walking Dead finally ends. This is going to be set after that. Negan, then, does she? I've I, I no idea. I haven't watched Walking Dead since... Yeah. I've read more Walking Dead comics in the movie than watched the TV show. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, so it's written by uh, Walking Dead writer Eli Jorn, who also created the amazing animated series Son of Zorn. Ah, uh, okay. And is now writing for Heels. I do like his The stuff. pro wrestling show yeah. on stars uh, we can't get enough of with yeah, Stephen yeah. Amell. Fantastic. Uh, so Muppets News now. And the Muppets Mayhem, um, a brand new series for Disney Plus, which is going to be focusing on their house band, Electric Mayhem, for Yay. the first time uh, as they record their debut album. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be fun. So that stars Lily Singh, uh, recently seen in Dollface and Star. Uh, and also, obviously, the, the band Electric Mayhem themselves. So that's Dr. Teeth, Floyd Pepper, Janice, Zoot, and of course, everyone's favourite drummer. Animal. Yeah. So this show is created by Adam F. Goldberg. Uh, Adam Goldberg from the Goldbergs. Mm -hmm. The real life Adam Goldberg from the Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also Muppets veteran Bill Beretta, 
who uh, who was responsible for the Muppets NBC show that they did a while ago. Okay, yeah. And also Muppets Haunted Mansion. Oh. So that's that's uh, coming at some point from Disney. It would be nice for them to be actually using Muppets because I think it's a, a property that you and I both really love. There's a lot of love out there for Muppets. Yeah. It's kind of like and it's, it's, yeah, it's they've not, not really done a lot with it It's yet. nice to see Electric Mayhem getting their day in the yeah, spotlight yeah, as well. Definitely. I mean, they have been focused on in like episodes of yeah, yeah. The Muppets Show and The Muppets and, and stuff like that. Mm. But it's really nice to see them get their own show, finally record their debut album. Yeah, but also, like, I think it's good for them to be testing some different stuff with Muppets and not necessarily focusing on what they tend to try and rehash over the last few years. And, like, Disney, over Christmas, didn't they? They had... Um, the Muppets... Letters to, Letters to Santa. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm talking about in Disney Parks. In oh, California, right. they had... Um, the Muppets Christmas Carolers. Yeah, That's in, right. in one of the transportation buses, and they were all the Mayhem band members with Kermit and... Um, oh, OK. And Miss Piggy and a few of the other uh, Muppets that pop up and they sang Christmas songs. And I kind of wonder if maybe this show could be a precursor to maybe a pop-up event in the parks. Because that, that would work, and we know... I mean, yeah. And if they got the puppets already, then... Yeah, yeah, and we know that... Great moments in history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Muppets Vision 3D. Yeah, yeah, whenever there's a Muppets attraction, it's definitely worth seeing in the Disney parks. Yeah, and we and we know that Disney isn't spending a huge amount of money on the parks well, at the moment. that's an understatement. And if they can trial stuff out on, on the Disney TV shows, let's face it, we've seen stuff come from Disney shows into the parks already. Like at Halloween, we had zombie... Um, Captain America, didn't we? Meet people in Avengers Campus. Yeah. So there's no reason why this couldn't be a link. And if this ends up invigorating and getting them to spend money on parks again, I've won for that. And I think the two relationships make sense. Yeah, well said. Hmm, thanks. So we're going to end the news uh, this week with a trifecta of Marvel news. Oh. First of all, Secret Invasion is ah. coming next year. And Samuel L. Jackson has accidentally revealed in an interview that Martin Freeman of uh, Sherlock or The Office uh, UK fame yeah. uh, is going to return to play Everett Ross Everett oh, K. Ross okay. the cultural attache to Wakanda uh, he, he played in Black Panther yeah. and Captain America's Civil War in the series Interesting. so we've got Rhodey we've got <laughs> Rogers the Musical and uh, and we've got um, Martin Freeman returning Interesting. to his role uh, and speaking of Marvel news, uh, Werewolf by Night, I said it weeks ago, it's finally been confirmed this week by Marvel that composer Michael Giacchino will make his directing debut directing this Halloween special. And there is a strong rumour, where we go with rumours again, from multiple trusted sources that I follow, that Mahashala Ali will make his on-screen debut MCU appearance as Blade... In this Halloween special. Wow. Blade is going to be in Werewolf by Night. You heard it here first. Gosh. Oh, I flipping love the Blade movies. They were good fun. Was he Snipes ones? Yeah. Yeah, so much promise of the Blade movies as well. You know, yeah. the, there was a deleted ending uh, that you can see on the DVD uh-huh. um, where uh, the director played Morbius on in a, in a post-credits right. scene yeah. uh, watching Blade and that, the whole setup was going to be for... for um, for Blade 2 was going to be Blade versus Morbius. Right, and they just didn't go with it. They didn't go with it, no. And now, they didn't get the license and now Morbius is trapped in the spunk, <laughs> and uh, Blade is in the MCU. And as mm. we saw with Venom and Spider-Man recently, 
they ain't ever gonna meet. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Not maybe in the immediate future. They tease it, but yeah, okay. Disappointing. No, I'd be glad to see Blade come back because I remember, like, as a as a young teenager, watching things like Blade. I saw Blade in the cinema. I thought yeah. it was cool. I don't think I was old enough to go and see it because it was an eighteen, <laughs> wasn't it? What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, I think it was an eighteen, though, wasn't it? Was it was an eighteen. So yeah, I wasn't old enough to go see it. I think I watched <clears> it like a sleepover. And it was like the first big like vampire movie that I saw. It was the first live action Marvel film. Really? Oh, yeah, that was that was where Kevin. That was where Kevin Feige started as an assistant producer on Blade, okay. and then later X Men and Spider Man. It's one of those movies that there's scenes in it. You know, like that shot in that scene where all the blood comes out that in the shower. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many other movies like replicate things like that, and yeah, it's quite. It's got very some iconic scenes, so it'd be good to see if we can bring Blade um, back up to, to date and into the MCU, as you say. Yeah, I'm not sure it's going to be as R-rated as, as, as those films, unfortunately. No, but... but we do have Marvel content out there that is R-rated. We have, and moving on to our final piece of news this week, Deadpool 3. Ah. The wheels have finally started moving on this okay. because Ryan Reynolds has announced that Sean Levy... Uh, who directed him in Free Guy and The Adam Project recently, yeah. also directed Hugh Jackman in Real Steel in the mm-hmm. past. He is going to direct Deadpool 3. And also, Ryan Reynolds has brought back the original Deadpool writers we talked about from Twisted Metal last week, Rep Reese and Paul Wernick as screenwriters, alongside the Molyneux sisters from Bob's Burgers and Great North. Oh, great. So we've got four hilarious people, five if you count Ryan Reynolds, he's definitely going to have input on the script. <laughs> yeah. Five hilarious people writing for Deadpool 3, and I, for one, cannot wait. That sounds great. And that is the news for this week. It's <sighs> a lot of news, isn't it? i tell you what we're starting to see, though, is things things are starting to not return to normal, let's face it, this new normal that we're going to be living in, with, like, COVID is still around, COVID is still very present, but people are learning to live with it, and and cinema and people producing TV shows and movies. We're starting to see some steam now pick up and content is just coming out oh, yeah, fast. Definitely. And speaking of content, yeah. we've got the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer that dropped this week to talk about. I literally am so excited! So we're going to start with the synopsis. So this story begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, where Obi-Wan faced his greatest defeat, the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side as the evil Sith Lord, Darth Vader. You say evil, I say misunderstood. The synopsis says evil. It's there in black and white. Yeah, well, that's their synopsis. (laughs) It's their synopsis. (laughs) So this series is going to fill in the gaps in the 19 years between episodes three and four. Okay. Um, So first of all, we hear John Williams, Duel of the Fates, the best John Williams. (sighs) I mean, let's face it, John Williams (laughs) Like, John Williams is just a genius. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, the minute that music started, it's like raised all the goosebumps on the back of the United Heckles came up, didn't it? Yeah, we hear Ewan McGregor saying, the fight is done, we lost, stay hidden. Mm, Sounds quite downtrodden, doesn't he? Yeah, he's beaten and broken at Mm -hmm. the start of this show, definitely. Um, So we see him... um, with the binoculars, uh, watching Anakin from afar. Not Anakin, no, sorry. Luke, Luke uh, wearing Anakin's goggles, <laughs> uh, pretending to pod race. Yeah, yippee, oof, yippee. <laughs> Indeed, yippee. Uh, so the great Jedi Purge continues. A decade later, the Grand Inquisitor is leading the Inquisition at Vader's behest, seeking to eradicate what 
Remains of the Jedi Order. Uh, so this is set after Return of the Sith, but before Rebels. Yeah. So it's important to think about that if you're establishing the timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what remains of the Jedi Order and their compassionate nature. We see Moses Ingram um, from the Queen's Gambit as an Inquisitor uh, called Reva. Uh, we see Rupert Friend playing the Grand Inquisitor. We see Sun Kang, who's Han from the Fast and Furious films, playing yeah. another Inquisitor. We see Fortress Inquisitorius, yeah. which was particularly exciting for me. This is a location that we've seen in the Darth Vader comics and also the Jedi Fallen Order video game, mm-hmm. which I absolutely adored. Um, yeah, absolutely really exciting to see that. Uh, also, we see Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen, reprising his role from Revenge yeah. of the Sith mm-hmm. and Attack of the Clones. Um, standing up to Reva, like Ned Stark style yeah, yeah, calm, cons- you know, calm but strengthened in his resolve. And what appears to be some kind of like public hanging potentially. We're seeing feet hanging down. We don't see the context above it, but there's definitely someone up where everyone else is on the ground. So, yeah. Yeah, and we see an also a, an almost Madripoor esque new planet. Yeah. Um, like, like uh, yeah, apparently that's called Deu. Yeah. So that, that's a brand new planet. That So it's not all going to be set on Tatooine, everyone. It's okay. It's <laughs> not going to be Book of Boba Fett. I like, we have definitely seen a lot of Tatooine recently, but obviously that makes sense, doesn't it? Because that's where Luke is and all of that kind of stuff. I think most excitingly for me, again, we're starting to see this expansion of creatures that we've seen little hints and things that's of before. So we get to see Han, not Han, get to see Obi-Wan, don't we, riding his little... Um, like a camel um and they're i mean they are beasts of burden people ride them like camels across the desert yeah and interestingly enough there is hints of them on the forests of batu oh really yeah and if you look really hard in concrete you can see camel-esque track marks which belong to eop well if we ever get back to batu we'll have yeah. to check that and out and if you don't know what batu is that is the planet that's in star wars galaxy's edge which is the star wars land if you like that you can find in california and, and in florida. florida so again we're starting to see this link between places you can go and visit for in in real life in the parks and that synergy between the shows and i think that is how they get these hooks of people and these fans into into these things so yeah i've Really excited about stuff like that. And unfortunately, we don't get to to see uh, Hayden Christensen uh, reprising his role as Darth Vader in this trailer, but we do yes. sort of hear a bit of breathing at the end. Yeah, I literally can't wait. Like those Inquisitors, if you haven't watched Rebels, we <laughs> highly recommend. Please, you, please do so. It's all on Disney Plus. It's not time, just a silly cartoon. You we have promise. time to get it in and watch it. I mean, episodes are like, like 10, 15 minutes. They're not long. No, half an hour at least 20, been... 22 minutes at least all right so they're yeah okay 20 25 minutes get them in because those inquisitors that you see in rebels i don't know about you but oh and the fallen order game oh, if you've got access to that i was very nervous seeing them i'm very aware so so if anyone doesn't know the inquisitors are are um soldiers that have been trained by anakin as vader yeah who are Force-sensitive. Even though he's not fond of them, as you'd see if you read the comics. Yeah. He's not, not fond at all. Yeah, but I think I think Anakin, obviously, is working for... He, he's like the Palpatine. Hulk, he's angry all the time. He is angry. He's been abandoned by his best friend. 
He's his wife is gone, his children are gone, he doesn't know what life is for anymore, and the people that are responsible for it are the Jedi. So how do you take the Jedi out? You essentially get them to combat with you have to fight them at their own game, which is where the Aquistas with the force strength powers come from. Yeah, speaking of, of strength and power, we we see them hanging people yeah, in a in a in a, in a, in a town square in in, uh, in Tatooine, making an example. We assume. Yeah, they've always been nasty pieces of work. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite sure what Reva's story is. It's, the trailer seemed particularly focused on yeah. her. Yeah, and don't and don't forget, like I don't think it's as simple as like good and evil. Like that's what Star Wars is all about, isn't it? The story of good versus evil. What these Star Wars shows have done is, especially think of things like Mandalorian, Boba Fett, they've helped to flesh out characters so they're not so binary, they're not so, I'm a good character, I'm a bad character. Because if someone had turned around and said to you, 10 years ago, Boba Fett, he's a cool guy, he's a bounty hunter, oh yeah, but he's evil though, because he, he's a bounty hunter, he goes and collects people and literally trades people in for money. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but that, to me, it sounds like a bad person. <laughs> Yet we see in the in the book of Boba Fett, his actually, yeah. he's got compassion and redemption and we understand why he does the things he does and he has his own moral code like Din Djinnar in the Mandalorian he has his own moral code so it's not as simple as this black and white good versus evil and maybe the Inquisitors have their own backstory maybe they had a running with Jedi that that ended up negative for them we know the Jedi aren't as pristine in everything they were so far up their own backsides that they to for a long time just, I mean, how do we even know that they don't just take kids from people to go and rear them in, in Jedi school? I don't know I mean, about you, yeah, but I mean, the whole concept of kids being taken from their parents as babies to be reared in schools, is that is that yeah, okay? Yeah, it's an interesting um, concept for the Jedi, yeah. I literally can't it's wait true. to see this play out. episodes of the Clone Wars ex- examine that. And it, Children and, of the Force, I think. Yeah, exactly. It? And if anyone's wondering, yes, Jim and I will continue to argue these points. Yeah, watch the Clone Wars, as, watch Rebels. As we watch, watch Clone Wars, as, as we watch all of this, because every time Jim's <clears> just like, oh, yeah, Anakin, oh, as Vader, he's such an evil person. No, he's a product of where he came from. And, and we will continue these arguments. And I think that is what makes Star Wars such a emotive, incredible universe. Hayden Christensen has said if you thought Vader was angry in, in Rogue yeah. One, uh, you've not seen nothing yet. No, because at least by the time we get to Rogue One, his time has kind of passed. He's had, things have started to settle. He's just become settled in his own ways. And he's a classic character that's stuck living in the moment of what made him angry. And how many of us have held on to grudges? Mittly, not blowing up planets and decimating millions of people, Putin. But, you know, I'm not saying, oh, fact, I'm not saying Putin's like Vader because at least Vader had a heart. Um, but, you know, anyway, <laughs> this I just think Star Wars universe has so much more to offer people than just a simple good versus evil story. And I can't wait it's to see everyone. Lots of shades of grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally am allegiances. so excited. It's the thing I've been looking forward to all season and I don't think it's going to let me down. Yep, so the 40, 45th anniversary of A New Hope, uh, the 25th of May, that's when we can see Obi-Wan Kenobi. There'll be another trailer before then. We'll talk about it. Don't worry about oh, that. Of course we will, yeah. And finally this week, we're going to talk about The Boys Season 3 trailer that dropped last night. It looks <laughs> we must mad! Be mad. Yes, uh, not safe for work is an understatement on this one. <laughs> yeah, no, don't watch it at work. <laughs> um, you okay. guys, my team might come and find you. So, I, yeah. So, anyway, Billy, but- Billy Butcher, uh, his glowing eyes would indicate that he's taking Compound V to put him on the same level as the Seven. 
Mm. Uh, just like in the comics, uh, the, bo- the boys would regularly inject compound V to stand up to uh, to the soups. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, we we see a mirror image of it of Homelander in the same poses uh, as Butcher, laser eyes. Um, we see Butcher fighting soups toe to toe and then throwing up as a as a side effect of the compound V. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, we see Soldier Boy played by Jensen Ackles. It's a Captain America, um, the dark side of Captain America, pretty much. Really? Which is interesting because back in the day, Jensen Ackles, when the first uh, Captain America movie um, was filming, he auditioned for the part really? of Captain America. Yeah. Oh. And was beaten by John Krasinski, who okay. got the part first of all. And then they yeah. decided, after he got the part, that they were going to go a different way with it. And then they recast yeah. as Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Jensen Ackles from Supernatural... Um, He's Soldier Boy, one of the original soups since World War II. Um, we, we see him in vintage newsreels, and then later on, near the end of the trailer, we see him breaking out in present day. Mm. Um, so the Compound V kept him young, uh, and also Vought needed him to replace Stormfront and her and Nazi tendencies, shall we say, last mm. season. Uh, we also see Victoria Newman um, playing a version of Vic the Veep from the comics, yeah. uh, but this version of Vic the Veep is a soup. And she has head-exploding powers, as we saw last season. <laughs> Boys. Um, so the head-exploding continues. But is it Victoria? Has she been reined in? Huey, Huey's still working for her. We see him getting his arm broken by, yeah. by Kimiko. Uh, the Crimson Countess, character from the comics, mm-hmm. who now seems to be geared towards being a parody of uh, the Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. We, we also see A-Train... Um, Doing a, a parody of the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. I know. You know where they stand up to the cops. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, Kendall Jenner comes out with a can of Pepsi yeah, and everything's okay. Everything's okay, everyone. Hey, war's bad, but have Pepsi that good. And then the uh, the Aquaman piss taking continues with the deep. Uh, first of all, watching an, or- an orgy. This is a hint, hint to the long-awaited hero guys in episode. Right. Uh, and also having sex while watching an octopus. Yeah. Stuck on the glass in front of him. I, I don't know if maybe Octopus was watching I, him. There's I don't know how to say this. I'm... Some weird kind of relationship between him and his little uh, marine friends. We know from the dolphin rumours in the one before, don't we? Yeah, we also see Homelander uh, at a rally. Some sort of uh, parody of the Capitol riots. Mm. Um, people holding up signs saying, Guns, God and Homelander. Yeah. So moving into that, we also see a Homelander-themed sex toy at one point. <laughs> I know, when, that ha- when I saw that was going, I was like, did, did you just see I see- that? Yeah, I, I saw that. And the Homelander's also milking a cow. Um, yeah. <laughs> anybody wants to explain that to me, feel free. Uh, I know he lost his original source of milk. Oh, gosh, yeah, he <laughs> so did. So he turned to oh, a, a Vought-injected oh. cow. Yeah, to- maybe. Maybe so. And, yeah, finally we see Frenchie and Kimiko in a, in a musical pastiche dancing. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool. Dream sequence, perhaps? Or- perhaps. Or yeah. maybe maybe they're just really good dancers. Who knows? And that's 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 what I took away from the boys season three trailer. <laughs> um, so that, that's that's dropping on the seventh of June. The first three episodes are available week one with one episode for yeah. the next five weeks after that. Yeah, I mean the thing with the boys is like that trailer was f- was jam packed. Eric Kripke, what are you thinking? Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, my goodness! Like 
Like the boys is that perfect if you're fed up with the like the massive, ridiculous, very almost serious like side of Marvel and DC and all these big. I would movies. never be fed up with Marvel. No, no, no. But <laughs> some I, I understand some people might be feeling a bit like ah, oh, it's just another superhero show. The boys is very prepared to take the mick out of itself. The it takes. It takes a good hard look at you know what what again what do we put heroes up for, and and actually what happens behind the scenes and yeah. and despite what you've just heard me describe in this trailer, the comic books the 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 TV show is based on yeah. are so much worse, so yeah. much worse, so much with no taboo left unturned. Mm. Uh, Garth Ennis, writer of Preacher, yeah, and Derek Robinson created the show, uh, created the movie. They they also got input in the show. But uh, you like to think that Seth Rogen and Eric Kripke are toning things down to keep it actually watchable. <laughs> and able to air. <laughs> yeah, there's there's stuff in the boys' comics that I, I just couldn't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's our trailer roundup for the week. Goodness. Do you want to talk about what we've been watching this week? Ah, uh, yeah. Again, if you're not watching it, watch The Gilded Age. It's genius. Every week without fail. I love The Gilded Age. Each episode has just got better. Uh, Central Park has returned to its um, <sighs> to its best. Yeah. With but... some amazing Broadway-style tunes on that one. Beautiful. Josh Gad, uh, yeah. Leslie Odom Jr., mm-hmm. Leslie Odom Jr., Aaron Burr yeah, from Hamilton. <laughs> and again, if you're not watching Snowpiercer, what are you doing? You need to watch Snowpiercer on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, and also uh, The Witchfinder. <gasps> oh, the, uh, the Gibbons Brothers uh, period comedy. Oh, it is so funny. Starring Daisy May Cooper and Tim Key. Um, what a wonderful chemistry there. For some reason, stage. the BBC put all six episodes up at once. That was a, that was a mistake, BBC. Yeah, We've already watched we them all. We gobbled it all up already. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the fact that we used to live in Norfolk is always funny because uh, in the sense of we love Norfolk, it's very dear to our hearts. And it was just kept dropping names all the time of all these little villages that we used to work yeah. and live in and go to the pub in. What a blast from the past. But essentially, it follows the story of the witch finder taking a a, a suspect who is Daisy yeah. May Cooper to to uh, was it Cheltenham they were going to Ch- Cheltenham yeah, was it somewhere yeah. yeah and um and all the little sillinesses that happens on the way and it's, it's a it's period show in the sense that they're all wearing the costumes but there's honestly, some great comedian cameos throughout oh, the series there as well. truly is and it's proper laugh out loud to your hurt kind of show yeah, you can tell it's the people that have been shepherding alan partridge for the last 10 years yeah very yeah. very funny indeed excellent and we've gobbled it all up and watched it all already but i honestly i'm gonna go back and watch it again <clears throat> but there's plenty more to watch because we still haven't watched uh turning red dropped on friday on disney no, plus haven't watched that no um the adam project dropped mm-hmm. on friday on amazon uh, no, on uh on netflix and upload season two uh dropped on amazon prime so much stuff. Plus, um, The Last Kingdom. You're a huge fan of that series, I do. Aren't you? I love it. And the I books. Love it. It's the final season. I mean, it's like like anybody. It's not quite like the books, but if you can let that go a little bit, then it's yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Okay, so I think that's everything this week. Ah, oh, yeah. So stay safe, everybody, um, and uh, yeah, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to each other. 
Yeah, don't forget to rate us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and if there's something watched that you're watching or you thought, actually, I'd be really interested on Nikki and Jim's uh, opinion on that or you've got any questions about anything we spoke about this week, get in touch with us on Twitter, which is... I am JDB Podcast. We're more than happy to have your questions, queries, or indeed cute memes. Pictures of your cats. Send them over. I'd love to see them. <laughs> Pictures of cats, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay, so that's all from me. All from me. And send it to, to the, the internet. internet.